You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Welcome to a new episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. Starting today, we have our season of horror. That is right. It is October. I know it's Josh's favorite time of the month for movies. It's favorite time of the year for movies. Absolutely, Adam. Doesn't doesn't surprise me one bit. You know what doesn't surprise me, Adam? What is that? Here we are in the season of horror, and right out the gate, you still hit us with another animated movie. <laughs> yes, another cartoon. Another animated feature. Adam does not disappoint. I don't disappoint. People are going to think it's weird if I do something that's not animated. (laughs) But we're kind of breaking the rules here because what we're talking about is not exactly a movie. It is an animated miniseries that Cartoon Network put out in 2014. But they're 10 episodes, and if you watch, they're all about 10 minutes long. If you watch them all at once, it's kind of like watching a movie. If you list on IMDb, it's actually listed... In movie form. It is. You can break it down into chapter form, but it has listed hour and 50 minute long movie. Huh, okay, I didn't even notice that. Well, today we are talking about Over the Garden Wall. Not necessarily a horror, but there are some spooky elements involved. This would be a great thing. Like, did you watch this with with, with your little boy? I wish I had I watched one chapter with him. Uh Uh-huh. I want to go back and watch it with the kids. This is perfectly what we call gateway horror for kids. (laughs) Boy, when you put it like that, good grief. Yeah, gateway horror. That sounds like a very good analogy. I, 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 I say that a lot. Very good analogy. <laughs> so, in Over the Garden Wall, we have Elijah Wood as the voice of Wirt. W-I-R-T. That is an interesting name. I don't think I've ever met anyone named Wirt before. I definitely haven't. We have Colin Dean as Greg, or Gregory. We have Melanie Linsky as Beatrice. You said you recognized her? I've seen her in stuff. Her face stands out, but Mm -hmm. what she's been in doesn't as much. Okay. It's it's a weird thing, I guess. Okay. Well, we have Christopher Lloyd. Everybody knows who Christopher Lloyd is. Uh, He as uh, Christopher Lloyd as The Woodsman. We have John Cleese as Adelaide, and he he does a couple of voices in this. We have Tim Curry. As Auntie Whispers. As Auntie Whispers. <laughs> and uh, we have, there's a lot of different voices of a lot of different actors, but the, uh, the I just wrote down the ones that I recognize okay. the most. And B.B. Uh, Newworth, and the only reason I know her really is because I love Frasier. Oh. She played Lilith, uh, both in Cheers and in Frasier. Uh, and she plays Marguerite Gray. She's in one episode. It was directed by Tom Herpich? Herpich? I'm not sure if you, not sure how you pronounce H E R P I C H. Not sure how you pronounce that last name. Um, who was responsible for other very famous Cartoon Network shows like Adventure Time and Steven Universe? Uh, was created by Patrick McHale. So you, I can't. Was it like 2015 or 2016? You sent me a clip from this show a long time ago, no context whatsoever. Nope. And. <laughs> That was all, and but then I, I actually discovered this show um, 
through a YouTuber who goes by the name of Saber Spark. He does a lot of animation stuff. He was talking about this and just going on and on and on about it. And then I saw part of the clip that you sent me, and I recognized the music. It was the Potatoes and Molasses song. Your yeah, friend just randomly sent it to me. <laughs> so, so you had not seen it when I sent you that. I had not. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, why is this kid wearing a teapot on his head? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and why is he? Why is he surrounded? Why is he sitting in a school full of cats and dogs and raccoons and animal creatures? Well, we'll get into that. So we kind of broke this down in an episode by episode um, bit. But what what starts out first is you get an opening shot of a little frog playing the piano and a bunch of seemingly random shots of various things. You see a girl sitting with her dog. And she doesn't look very happy. Uh, you see a circus, like circus performers, a group of these little wooden figures, like paint, hand-painted wooden figurines. You see a cat sitting on pumpkins being yeah. driven by turkeys. By turkeys, yes. <laughs> a turkey-drawn wagon. Uh, a man staring at a portrait of a, of a woman. Um, and a girl standing at a well while her father chops wood. And that's when you get the opening cue card. And one thing I gotta say, this show has an amazing soundtrack. Like I, when I first when I first watched it, I'm like, I gotta find the soundtrack. Fortunately, it was on Apple Music. I just I, I probably listened to the soundtrack for about a month straight. Oh wow! Because there's like some amazing writing and the voices, the singing voices that there are. Just oh, they're so good. So chapter one is the old grist mill, and we start with two characters. Wirt and Greg, walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. Wirt, who is the younger brother, who is wearing a teapot on That's his head, Greg. like I said. That's Greg. That's Greg. Oh, oh did I say? Oh, sorry. That's Greg. Um, and Wirt is dressed like kind of like a garden gnome, kind of like the little Travelocity gnome. He's got the tall, pointy red hat and the little blue smock or cape, whatever yep. you want to call it. <laughs> and Greg is, ra- and he's carrying a frog. Yep. Just- <laughs> randomly carrying this frog and he is just rambling off all these names that he thinks would be bad for this frog for some reason um and at this point wirt realizes that they are lost in the woods and And um, after they're already lost is when greg offers to leave a candy trail yeah leave a candy trail he's got all this candy in his pants for some reason um one one thing i don't know if you noticed or not but he there's this little uh little black turtle that he puts a piece of candy on as he sees that he sees walking by. I did not notice that in the beginning. You didn't. I see it obviously shows up here at the end of this chapter. It does. I did not note. Nope, I missed it. Well, if you pay attention, those little turtles show up a couple times in uh, in in this in the series. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah, same turtle. Okay, I know same, the same little on, the yeah. little just tiny little black turtles. So they come upon a man who is chopping wood. And they debate whether they should ask him for help when they meet a talking bird. This randomly talking bird. And suddenly, the the man they saw chopping wood, the woodsman earlier, is back. And he is, you know, what are you doing out here? Why are you? Yeah, and he's, he's carrying an axe. He's, he's, he's carrying an axe. He's got all this wood on his back. He's got a lantern. And he's going on and on about the beast. The beast is out here. The beast will right. so consume he you. To, yeah, he offers to take the boys to his house. Mm-hmm. Which is an old grist mill. And he welcomes them to the unknown. That is the name of the world that this show takes place in. It's the unknown. They don't know if this guy's here to help them. They consider knocking him out and running. 
And he tells about how his job is to grind up these trees. He calls them Edelwood trees for the oil because there's actually like the sap that's in them is flammable. And he uses that to keep his lantern lit. It's, and he keeps going on and on about this beast that haunts these woods. And while he's doing that, Greg loses track of his frog, which I believe at this point he's calling Kitty. He starts yes. calling the frog Kitty. He called it Wirt and Wirt Jr. Yeah, and Wirt didn't like that. No. So he calls it Kitty. Yes. Um, and he goes outside looking for Kitty and finds him in a barrel. And when it falls in the barrel, he hears this growling sound. And we find he, he comes face to face with this like monster wolf no, thing. All you see these dark all you see eyes is these, like, Yeah, all you see is these eyes and a mouth. And then Greg's <laughs> just back in the house, though. Yeah, well... When when at first, whenever he sees the monster, his response is, you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would totally be my response to this situation, too. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Greg somehow gets back in the house, but then the wolf comes in with him. Uh, and the, the this whole there's a lot going on in these episodes for only to be 10 minutes long yes. each. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, I love that Greg starts spanking the beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the woodsman comes back in, uh, try, and and then, work. Uh, sorry, Greg still thinks that the plan is to try to knock out the woodsman, so he like swings this log at him and misses or something, but then the woodsman trips and hits his head and gets knocked out anyways. Uh, Greg is throwing candy at the beast. Wirt is throwing potatoes at yeah, the beast. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're just, and, and this beast is going crazy. It's destroying this mill yeah, and the house that's attached to it. Because after Greg throws the candy, that's when we realize he followed that candy trail. Yeah, they, the, yeah the wolf uh, followed, uh, the beast followed the candy trail. And then they, they, they what is, what's happened? They, they go onto the roof, roof and outside, the, the yeah. beast follows them. Yep. Somehow they trap the beast in the water wheel yeah, of they the have, grist. They have, there's a, a piece of candy sticking on Wirt's like cake thing uh-huh. like for the gnome. And Greg sees it and he throws it and the beast goes after it. And that's okay, when he gets stuck that's in that windmill. Yeah. Right. So they trap the beast in this water wheel for the set for a minute and it pukes up the turtle from earlier. <laughs> with the candy on it. With the yeah. candy still stuck on it. <laughs> it would have made a lot more sense had I seen that because I was like, why does it have that? <laughs> <laughs> This okay. We keep talking about things that that um, that benefit from multiple viewings. This show definitely benefits from multiple viewings. Um, so after that, the woodsman is obviously not happy that the mill is destroyed, and he tells the boy to leave these woods, making it sound very yeah. ominous. But well, we also see Greg when after he spits it up, he comes out with that dog. Oh right, right, and it's just a regular dog. It's just the regular dog from the opening. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that immediately. Yeah, and I realized this- very quickly that. All that opening all of those random images at the beginning were foreshadowing yep. something. Yes, so this dog was the same one we saw sitting with the girl at the very beginning. Yep. So, chapter two. Hard times at the Hustlin' Bee. The Huskin' Bee. Oh, I, I guess it autocorrected. Yeah, <laughs> the Huskin' Bee. So, this, ep- this episode, I think, really really captures why this is a great show to watch in October or in the fall period because it's got some beautiful colors in it. Yes, it does. Some beautiful just fall yellows and yep. oranges as they are continuing their quest through the unknown. And Greg's um, popping his cheeks. <laughs> yeah, he's just walking along. It's like, I, what did he say? Something like, I don't think you've been listening for the last two hours. I've been saying. Yep. <laughs> and now he's got not only the teapot on his head, but the frog is sitting in the teapot. Yeah. So... Um, they're st- they are looking for a town. 
when they hear the same talking bird from the first episode and she is stuck. They help her out. And she says that she's going to take them to Adelaide of the Pasture to help them out of the woods. Yes, because they helped her, she now owes them a favor. Mm-hmm. And they continue on to the town of Pottsfield, where it looks pretty deserted. They each step in a pumpkin. I don't know how you accidentally step in a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. they're, pre- they're pretty big. You know, you kind of got to see them. Um, we find out that this bird's name is Beatrice. Yep. And as they continue along, this, the town seems abandoned, but they hear singing coming from a barn. And they go into this barn, and they find a town full of people that look like something you would find in the fall decoration section of Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <They've>, <laughs> people dressed as pumpkins. People dressed as pumpkins. They're all wearing pumpkins for heads and, like, different vegetables for different body parts. Um, people ask, were, there was one, was one person asked, aren't you a little early? And he's like, no, no, we're just passing through. And she's like, no one's just passing through our town. Uh, he says he wants to leave, but the townsfolk don't seem to like that. No, everyone stops and just stares at him when he says this. Yeah, like, you can't leave us. You just got here. You can't leave yet. So then we hear this voice. And and inside the inside the barn, they're dancing around like you know, holding like, I don't know, streamers or something. But then you see what they're dancing around is this tall pumpkin-headed something or other. It looks like a bunch of corn stalks put together, but it's got a pumpkin face carved in, and we find out that this is Enoch. And this guy's got a voice that is just unreal. It's so deep and so gravelly sounding. It's almost like it's almost like a Sam Elliott sounding kind of voice, but that's <laughs> I know that's not who it is. And they go on about, oh, these boys have ruined some of our pumpkins and they're trying to leave and da 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 da. So he sentences the boys to a few hours of manual labor. labor. (laughs) (laughs) And while they're, so so, yeah, it just shows them, you know, picking pumpkins and corn. They have a ball and chain around there. Yeah, all of this. uh, While this really peaceful, pleasant music is playing and. while they are doing their manual labor, suddenly they're just digging a couple of holes, oh, and yeah. Beatrice is like, hey, don't you think this is a little weird? And he's like, and Wirt's like, no, nah, I don't think it's so bad. <laughs> Until they find two skeletons in these holes that they're digging. And they're okay. They're obviously a little concerned now. Yes. So um, they think that they have been digging their own graves. Yep. So they're, they're planning to escape, and, and Wirt is trying to, uh, trying to buy time, trying to talk uh, to Enoch and just... You know, bullshit his way out of this. But then one of the skeletons climbs out of his grave. Well, before that, Beatrice had freed. Oh, Ray. yeah, yeah. Beatrice they, had actually freed They took freed off in the woods them. and Wart thinks that they're Wart leaving they him. they just left him. Um, but then the skeleton walks out and is like, hey. You know, he doesn't say anything, but he's just standing there. And all, the, and all the village people start welcoming him back and putting vegetable clothes and on him. And put a pumpkin him. on his put head. Put a pumpkin on his head. So this is the point where you realize this oh, yeah. whole village is full of dead people. Yep. <laughs> and whenever they're going to leave, Enoch says, like, in the creepiest possible way, they're like, okay, we're leaving. And Enoch's like, oh, you'll join us someday. <laughs> <laughs> so... Chapter three. What, what? Let me. Let's let's kind of trade off here and go go different chapters because I feel like I'm doing all the talking in this episode. <laughs> so chapter three, school town follies. follies. We get Greg. He's singing a some kind of song about going to Adelaide's. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. He's. I, I love putting the fact that he still got that teapot with a frog on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Beatrice gives Greg a speech about doing as told. Yeah, he just does as he told. He doesn't he, back he's, off. He just doesn't have a mind of his own. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't have a will of his own. Just does whatever anyone yeah. tells him to. And that Greg should just be more like him mm-hmm. and make the world a better place. And that makes Greg go wander off like, I got to make the world a better place. Because this little kid gets ideas in a heartbeat. Yeah, he gets ideas and he acts on them. Yes. Like, in, immediately. He doesn't ask, hey, does anyone think this is a good idea? It just comes into his head. He's like, okay, I'm going to go do this. So he's walking. He sees a school. But he turns away. He doesn't go to the yeah, school. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to school. No. He's a smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Wirt and Beatrice, they follow him, but they they do see the school. So they go into the school. And that's when you realize this school class is full of different animals. You got pigs. You got a fox. You got a raccoon. You got deer. Yeah. You got all the whole animal kingdom out there. And they're all wearing clothes. Yes. They're normal, like normal school children, mm-hmm. just animals. And Wirt likes this, so he sits down in the class. This is his kind of setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think um, didn't Beatrice say like, "No, let's not do this. Let's get out of here." But then the te- but then the teacher was like, "You young man, take your seat." And he's like, and when Beatrice is like, "No, don't do this," she's like, "No, that's, I'm just gonna right. do as I'm told. Screw that, you, Beatrice. Yeah. I'm do I'll, I do everything as I'm told." <laughs> I love that the teacher starts singing her singing the class a song about her her no good man that left her. Yeah, Jimmy Brown. Jimmy Brown. She goes into this yes. whole song, and it's A is for the apple that he gave to me, but I found a worm inside. And I, she's going through the alphabet, and yeah. and it's really kind of a brilliant song if you listen to it that she's able to do this of turning every letter into the alphabet of some lament of how Jimmy Brown left her. And Beatrice keeps talking to work, and so. He gets in trouble and ends up getting sent to the dunce box. The dunce box, yes. <laughs> Not just sitting in the corner. There's no, a little like no, there's jail a little cell. box. It's like going in the hole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he goes and goes in because he's proving he's still trying to prove his point. So he's like, Yep, I'm going in. I'm gonna do as I'm told. Mm-hmm. And then I got at this point, Greg, this is when Greg's outside and he finds the gorilla. Yeah, well, yeah, Greg is hanging outside with, like, the delinquent animals that don't want to go to school. Yes. And then, yeah, they get attacked by a, a gorilla. gorilla. And <clears throat> then they all run inside to escape the yeah. uh, escape said gorilla. And it's meal time. Yeah, they're just going to forget about the gorilla that's outside. No, and... it doesn't matter. It's meal time, and the meal is bland. Greg's not happy with it. It's just mashed potatoes, yes. isn't it? <laughs> so he spices it up with the potatoes and molasses song. Yes. This and is great. Look it up. It is great. Just go on YouTube. Look up potatoes and molasses. It's it will be stuck in your head forever. Better. Yeah. And but at the, this point, the teacher's father bursts through the door. Right. Well, and like, well, like the whole class was getting into like all the all the little animal characters yeah. started playing musical instruments and stuff. I don't know where they got the instruments from. <laughs> Uh, but yes, then this old guy shows up. He's the teacher's dad, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't pay for this. Yeah. Uh, this isn't what I'm paying my money for." He takes all their instruments and he sends all the animals to bed. So this is school, but he's sending them to bed. Yeah, so I guess they have to live there. Yeah, and all the animals are sad. And then we get the the Greg, the Wirt, Beatrice. They all decide to leave, and this is where they they see the. Headmaster, the investor guy. I call him the investor. I know he's the teacher's dad, mm-hmm. but he's the one putting up the money for the school. Yeah, he's pretty much the investor. Yeah. And he's talking to himself how he has to sell these instruments just to keep the school around. So mm-hmm. he's doing his best to help her out. But, let's see. And then uh, Greg, Wirt, and Beatrice. I think this was Greg's plan, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. They steal the instruments. Mm-hmm. 
and he comes up and sees they're stolen, but they're actually putting on a benefit concert to save the school yeah. with the instruments. All the animals are up there playing on stage, raising money. Mm-hmm. And people are just dumping money into the buckets yeah, of money. I mean, it's working. Like, this is a pretty must be a pretty affluent community out here in the middle of the woods. <laughs> At this point, the gorilla shows back up. Mm-hmm. But they end up getting the gorilla's head off this time. Yeah, they knock his head clean off. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, it's just Jimmy Brown and under there. Mm-hmm. It's not an actual gorilla. He had, uh, what did he do? Go to the circus? Yeah, he, he went to get it. He got a job at the circus to buy a wedding ring for the teacher. What was the teacher's name? Do you remember the teacher's I name? I did not. I wrote down teacher. Okay. Nope. And he went to make this money. Somehow he got stuck in this gorilla suit, couldn't uh-huh. get out. Every time he went to someone for help, they thought it was a gorilla, so they're all scared of him. So Apparently he it. didn't think to actually speak to them instead <laughs> of just running around going, Arr! That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to chapter yeah. four. Songs of the Dark Lantern. So the trio of Wirt, Greg, and Beatrice, they're in the beginning, they're all in a uh, a, a, uh, a wagon that's being pulled by this guy. They're, they're hiding in the hay in the wagon, and this guy is just re- running through the woods going, the beast is upon me, the beast is upon me, <laughs> until he takes a turn too fast and throws all the hay out, throws them out with it, and they find this old tavern... And from, from outside, they can see there's some dude inside just staring at them out the window. And it's all raining and lightning. And even the horse that's outside the ha- the tavern is like, no, don't go in there. Uh, and they, so they go inside. They're looking for food. Beatrice obviously. is kicked out. Beatrice gets kicked out because she's a bird. She's a bluebird, which oh, is she's supposed a bluebird, to be right. bad luck. Yeah. And, and like, she says they're supposed to be good luck. Yeah, but. Like, I have no idea why bluebirds would be bad luck. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But then the lady starts asking, like, who they are, and not, like, just their names. Like, what, what is their purpose in life? She starts getting, like, like uh, existential on them, just about. Um, we have a brief song. and there's, there's a lot of music in this episode. There's yes. a brief song from the guy we saw earlier looking out the window. Because we're asked about Adelaide, mm-hmm. so they automatically sing this song about them getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, it, that, that, that was something else, I think. Or was, oh, was, okay. No, 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 you're right, you're right. They thought, they thought he, he meant Adelaide was like his love interest. Right. But, uh, but first, the highwayman oh, okay. sings this song about being a crook, basically. He, he's like, I'll, I'll knock you out and take your shoes. and Because oh, yeah. and, I'm the highwayman and I make ends meet. That's what he says. Uh, fun fact about the style of even the dancing that he's doing and the style of the song is uh, very reminiscent of Cab Calloway, who was an old big band leader back in the 40s in the swing era. Um, just I thought that was a fun fact. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Wirt mentions looking for Adelaide and the tavern folk think that he's in love and they sing this whole song about getting married. Now the guy that he talks to in the, whenever before they start singing, you see he is making one of the little handcrafted figures you saw in the beginning of the show, in the very beginning. Right. Yep, um, that's right. So, and then Wirt mentions the beast and the tavern lady sings a song about the beast. Yeah, because they asked him to sing a song, and mm-hmm. he's doing his best to make. Oh yeah, he's doing his best, and and, and, and he, but he's he just, mainly just singing. We need directions. Yeah, we need directions. I'm with my little brother, who's really my stepbrother, because my mom married his dad, and it's like there's a lot to unpack right there. But yes, he mentions the beast, and they immediately drop him because they've got him hoisted up in the air at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, what what is it? There's a there's a lyric in the song 
that they sing about the beast. Um, something about he'll wait for your will to spoil. That he'll turn you into a tree of oil. So apparently the beast actually turns people into those trees. Huh. So they're, they're starting to doubt the woodsman from earlier and thinking maybe he was the beast. Especially because they tell him the beast is the one who carries the dark lantern. Yeah, they, the beast carries the lantern. You're right. So then they, but then they hear, you see Beatrice left. She went to go, so she was waiting outside and then she saw a lantern and she thought, oh, maybe that's a, someone I can ask for direction. So she flies over. Later you hear her scream and then Wirt and Greg go out to rescue her and they find the woodsman. She's like, Beatrice is like unconscious and they think that he's trying to hurt her. They think he might be the beast. So they rescue him and run off with with the with the horse from earlier who by the way is Fred and he is a talking horse. Oh, his name's Fred. Yeah, you missed I th- I think they talked did they I think they mentioned that at the end of this episode. They might have. <clears throat> so Fred the talking horse. Now we meet the real beast. Yes. All you can see is this silhouette with antlers that look like branches and these glowing oh. white eyes. He asks the, the the woodsman for the lantern. He's like, "You've been and this again. This guy has an insane voice. It's like it's like a young uh, Darth Vader. Or, sorry, a young. Uh, oh damn it! I just had a brain fart. Uh, Darth Vader's voice actor. Shit, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Thank oh, you. Okay, it's like a young James Earl Jones. So he offers to take the the lantern from the woodsman, and the woodsman refuses. Apparently, this woods apparently this lantern has the woodsman's daughter's soul trapped in it, or something, and that's why he has to keep it lit. Yep. That's why it's like his job to do nothing but but cut trees to make oil to keep this lantern lit. Yep, because Light his daughter his daughter's soul dies. Is, yeah. Yep. So that is the end of chapter four. That brings us to chapter five. Mad love. Mad love. This one caught me off guard because Greg, Wirt, and Beatrice are randomly at some rich person's house. Yeah, they just show up at this giant mansion. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay. And they said that uh, they're they're claiming to be that Wirt and Greg are this guy's nephews. Yeah. They keep calling him Unky. (laughs) Yeah, what what, what was his name? It was uh, Uh, Quincy... Quincy Endicott. Endicott, yeah. Indicott. Yeah, so Uncle Endicott. Yes. And really, they're just trying to get money out of them because they need a whole two cents to play for the ferry to get to Adelaide's. Hint, hint. <laughs> two pennies for the ferry. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> and the man tells them the story of seeing a painting of a beautiful woman. Yeah, huh? And he's fallen in love with the ghost. Yeah, he said he was wandering through his house and then found a found a part of it he didn't even know was there right. and found a picture of this beautiful woman and thought she she yeah thought she was a ghost and he fell in love with her and mm-hmm. so of course greg our adventurous little boy wants to find this ghost mm-hmm. he wants to see the ghost so and they so, go off looking yeah, for the they go portrait off looking for the boat and quincy is starting to question his sanity <laughs> because of this and in the meantime beatrice and work are looking for money mm-hmm while Greg is off with Unky. I just yeah. laughed that he kept calling him Unky. Oh, and there was a, there was one line that I thought was hilarious. Because while they're sitting there at the table, Fred the horse is sitting there with them. <laughs> and and Beatrice says something about, we're here to take money. And uh, and and Wirt says something like, oh, I don't want to steal. What about you, Fred? Or something like, ask the horse. Even the horse doesn't want to steal. Or what, what would the horse like to do? And Fred goes, 
I want to steal. <laughs> he says it just like that. I'd like to steal. <clears throat> so yeah, they all, uh, Fred and and Greg and Quincy go off looking for this portrait while Wirt and Beatrice are looking for money. Yeah, and they're, they're in this dark room. And this is when Beatrice tells that she used to be human. She, used she to be wasn't human. always mm-hmm. a bluebird. How did she become a bluebird? Yeah. <laughs> and then we get Unky showing Greg his greenhouse. Mm-hmm going through this mansion <laughs> it gets terrified because they see a peacock out there mm-hmm. oh and another thing another thing we got to mention was that Wirt has mentioned now that he has a he has a crush on a girl oh that's right he had mentioned mention her but um but beatrice said she got cursed because she threw a rock at a bluebird and it cursed her and her whole family turned them all yep. into bluebirds that's where i was i had that next. oh you had I that had next yeah. okay sorry yep, sorry yep, yep. now the whole thing fa- and then i had the crush i thought it was after that mm-hmm. part is when he tells her about the crush. Oh, okay. He says, because she wants to know what something he's got. And he's like, I have a crush on a girl. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. And I play clarinet. Yeah. yeah. And I secretly whisper poetry to myself at night. <laughs> and she's like, none of that's fine. Well, the poetry thing's a little weird, but the rest yeah, of that's Everything fine. else is fine. <laughs> Just the poetry part's a bit weird. And then they, they <clears throat> after this, they find a way into a different room, mm-hmm. which apparently has the French Rococo style. Rococo? Rococo style? I think he said Rococo style. Yeah. He's like, what, is it weird that I know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just has has good taste in, in architecture, I guess. <clears throat> then we cut back to Greg, and what was his name? I call, I put him as Unky the whole time. Quincy. Quincy, Quincy Endicott. Endicott. Yes. Yes. And they go to the room where he first saw the ghost. And it has the big painting of the woman. Mm-hmm. But there's a teapot set and a chair turned over on the floor. Right. looks like foul play. Yes. And the horse says, there must have been a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and the horse whispers in Greg's ear, "He, is, this guy is a crazed lunatic who did away with the lady of the house and pretending to own the place. Right. <laughs> right. So now we're starting to question Quincy's sanity. Yes. Oh. Oh, there it is. And this is when, this is when, I don't think I have the right line here. I said Unk is after his money. Don't think that's right. Oh, I think, I think Uncle was like, oh no, you're just after my money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They, they, he realizes they're after his money. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. This was the guy who was voiced by John Cleese, Quincy. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then the woman comes in mm-hmm. at this point. And then very the much takes, not a ghost. Yes. Very much not a ghost. So at this point I was like, wait. He's not a ghost. Or she's not a ghost. Is he a ghost? But they could see him both. So I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was like... I don't think I even thought that. I did. I was like, wait a minute. Is one of them, one of them a ghost? Wakes up. She says he's the ghost. So they both they both think that each other are ghosts because they uh-huh. both have seen each other. Uh-huh. And what it comes to find out is that their mansion is so big... <laughs> Or this, they, I guess it's two. They mansions. were two separate mansions. Two separate mansions from Can, two from two competing tea companies. companies. Right. Yes. Quincy Quincy Endicott had his own tea company. Yes, and then this was where the Marguerite yeah. Gray was mm-hmm. that you were talking about yeah. earlier, right? Yes. So yeah, so here's they both live there without knowing it, and these two competing tea companies, and for their troubles, they give they each give Greg one penny each. Mm-hmm. So now he has his two pennies. And uh, also, the horse decides to stay here. Yeah. He's, he's happy. Yeah. He wants he to live stay. here. He doesn't want to go anymore. Which is sad, because I would have liked to have seen more of Fred the, the, the stealing horse. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a little bit of Wirt and Beatrice talking, and Greg goes behind him and throws these pennies into the fountain. Right. 
So now they don't have them anymore. Now they don't have their money for the ferry ride. And that was the end of chapter five. Which brings us to chapter six, which may be my favorite chapter, just for some of the some of the comedy in this episode. <laughs> chapter six is called Lullaby in Frogland. Great title. Very great title. They are suddenly on a riverboat full of frogs. But unlike the frog that they have had with them this entire episode, these frogs, or, or this entire series, these frogs are wearing clothes and acting like people. And, I'm, and we're guessing that we're, we're guessing that they snuck aboard. They are almost to Ad- Adelaide's house. Um, and I think at this point, um, they, uh, uh, Greg decided that the frog's name is George Washington. Oh, okay. yep. I remember yeah. it coming up. I mean, it changes uh, and, so often. Yeah, he's yeah he's, he's like a different episode as a different name for this frog. And they're almost to Adelaide's house, and they're all excited, but we start to see that Beatrice is acting a little weird. She's yeah. kind of like, yeah, great, we're almost there. Um, and this uh, the, the, <laughs> the frog, George Washington, is the only frog, like I said, that's not wearing clothes. And uh, then they start getting chased around the boat by guards, because I guess because they snuck on board. Yep, that's a frog security. Frog security, yeah. <laughs> so they, they pull kind of a, I don't know what you would call this. It's just a joke, you know, where they go into this room and come out and suddenly there's this, you know, big, big tall coat with the frog's head sticking out of it. So, you know, that like wort is underneath it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times you see like little kids pull this where one yeah. be on top of the other shoulders trying to be a full grown man. Like Vincent Adult Man from BoJack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> My mind goes to uh, the Little Rascals movie because they, okay. pull, they pull this stunt. Yeah, so. yeah, the Little Rascals movie. I do remember that. Um, and they, oh, uh, what is it? Greg comes out and he's got a drum, drum. on his face. So they, I was like, oh, yeah, we're with the band. So they get put up on the stage with this frog band and uh, suddenly Wirt has to play the, the bassoon. bassoon. And it actually comes out sounding pretty good. And then suddenly this frog is who's been with them the whole time. And and up until now, he hasn't made a sound other than. Right. Like that's all he's done. Suddenly he starts singing. And he's got, and he's got an incredible singing voice. Very deep. Yeah, very deep. I'm pretty sure the uh, the singing voice for the frog was the same guy who sang the opening uh, song in the very first episode. Okay. So all is well. But Beatrice doesn't seem to want them to go to Adelaide's house. So this 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 frog fairy stops in the on the side of the the river, and all these frogs start hibernating in mud. Yep, they're just like all bedding down in the mud. I don't do frogs really sleep like that. I don't know if they do or not. I don't know. Uh, and this is where Wirt first mentions Sarah, who is I guess the girl he mentioned in the last episode that he had a crush on. <laughs> we see that Greg's frog is getting a record contract for his singing <laughs> abilities. And <laughs> Greg looks at him and he's like, well done, Mr. President. Well done. Cause I didn't, he, I think at the think at one point he called him Benjamin Franklin instead of George say, Washington. I know, I know that's, com- I don't know if it was in this episode. Is it in this episode? I think it was in this episode. Yes. They definitely call him Benjamin Franklin. So Beatrice leaves in the well, middle she convinces of the them that they don't need to go to adelaide's anymore oh she does convince yes yeah, she convinces okay. Wirt at least and then they go to sleep and okay. yeah and then Wirt wakes up and she's gone and, yeah Wirt wakes up and she's gone she goes to adelaide's place and adelaide is some old bedridden lady and she asks if beatrice has brought what she asked for she's a bedridden old lady who wants a child servant, servant. 
which is creepy as hell. Yep. Um, in exchange for a child servant, she has she she's gonna give Beatrice this pair of scissors that will supposedly make her human again. These scissors that look like a bird. bird. Yep. And we didn't mention that, but that was as part of those openings at the very beginning. Oh yeah, of yeah the at series. the very beginning, yeah, you yep. did see those scissors. Yep. Um, and Adelaide is saying she is, and, and then of course Wirt and Greg show up. Well, this, the uh, old woman also tells her, you know, the, she explains the scissors mm-hmm. snip the bird's wings away and they'll become her family again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's everybody the will be back to them. normal. Yeah. Um, but then Adelaide says that she is, uh, or, or Wirt and Greg come in. And are immediately caught in this trap of like yarn or something. They're all tied up, and Adelaide is like, "Oh, I'm going to fill your heads with wool or something <laughs> like that." She's gonna take their brains out and replace them with wool. And sh- we find out that she is working for the Beast. Um, and then earlier, when At- when uh, when Beatrice flew in, Adelaide was like, "Oh, close the window! Uh, you yeah. know the, the dry night air. I can't take it." Well, Beatrice opens a window again, and Adelaide goes all. Uh, Wicked Witch of the West, yep. and turns to dust. She's like, oh, I can't take it in bars. <laughs> and that is when Wirt and Greg are like, wow, you were, to Beatrice, they're like, wow, you were really going to screw us over, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and obviously Beatrice had her own reasons. I mean, she, she wanted her family back to normal, and she was willing, for a little while, she was willing to throw these two under the bus to do it, but... And she changed her mind. But so, but Wirt and Greg leave Beatrice, and the frog comes back. Yep. I don't. Did did did, did he call him a different name at the end of this episode? Uh, I didn't write down all the names. Okay. There were a bunch of <laughs> yeah, them there going were through. A bunch of them. There was a bunch of names. Which brings us to episode seven. And I know I said I know I said one of the other ones might be my favorite. I think actually this one might be I was my favorite. You just said this one. The did, frog, did, okay, yeah. and Frogland. Well. As far as the creepy factor is concerned, I think Ringing of the Bell is my favorite. Ringing of the Bell. So you get, first opens up with a shot of Beatrice. She's in a house. She's looking at the rain outside. She's sad, mm-hmm. thinking about the boys. Mm-hmm. Then we get the the boys, Greg and Wirt and the frog. They're all walking in the rain. And uh, Wirt, Wirt's telling Greg that they don't need Beatrice. Mm-hmm. You know, he, that she was going to do them wrong. They don't, they don't need, they can find their way on their own. He tells Greg if he wants to go look for her, he can. He he says you can do anything you want. So of course, of course, that's Greg, not something you want to tell Greg. Greg. Takes that to level ten with yeah. that. Because Greg's like, ooh, that's a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> and right as he says that, in front of where a tree falls down, uh-huh. and when Greg comes over and sees, it, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, it must have been all that power I had. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't. Did I use? Did I use my powers to do that? <laughs> But it turns out it was the woodsman. He was chopping down a tree. Mm-hmm. He, he comes out. He's talking about the beast. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's, he's saying, like, if they give up their journey, if they give up hope, if they lose hope, the beast will claim them. Yeah. At this point, the boys run off. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're afraid. They, this, this woodsman guy does not have very good people skills. No. Well, I guess not. I mean, it's Christopher Lloyd, time. for crying out loud. <laughs> if you walked up to Christopher Lloyd, it's like, oh, what are you doing here? He'd be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going that way. I'm yeah, and once way. again, the woodsman sees the, the pair of eyes, the beast eyes mm-hmm. out in the woods, and they say that they should talk. Yeah. <laughs> then we go back to work. He sees this old house. This is where the black turtles come back in. They yeah. find... <laughs> Greg says, we're rich. And, and he looks at him, he's like, it's just black turtles. We're turtle rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this seemingly abandoned house. There's nobody living in there. Like but, a case of black turtles living. Yeah. Turtle rich. I love it. And then Randall, then all of a sudden a woman comes in 
And Greg tells her that they're burglars. Yeah. <laughs> Greg's just like, we're burglars. That <laughs> They came here to burgle her yurts. That's how he said. <laughs> burgle, burgle her yurts? <laughs> yes. That was, wow. I was like, what does that mean? I thought he said burgle your turts, like, like turtles or something. I don't know. You might be right. Okay. That maybe, would maybe probably I... make more sense. Uh, I, I will say the child voice actor they got for Greg is does a really good job. He I mean, does. A lot of times in in, anim, in animation, you know, they'll they will, you know, they'll have children that are voiced by grown adults. But this kid does a really good job of playing this really <laughs> innocent and sometimes airheaded little brother. And even though they're claiming to be burglars and everything, she still says, "You need to hide yourself. Auntie Whispers is coming." Yeah. And, and somewhere I, I wrote this down. I think um, <laughs> I can't remember if they were trying to hide or what. But the frog is like stuck in Greg's pants and someone says get that frog out of your pants and Greg's is like he can do what he yep. wants <laughs> yep. I do remember that so then Auntie Whispers arrives to the house and boy is she a creepy one yes she is and she says she can smell the children in the house and she starts eating the turtles yes she just like picks them up and eats them like, like, like we would eat chips or something yeah maybe it's like little chocolate candy <laughs> <laughs> A new a new line of Nestle turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It'll sell. But then she she has this bell, mm-hmm. and it's in the it's a, it's a skeleton, mm-hmm. and she rings it to this other woman who we find out what Lorna. Lorna, that was Lorna. Her name. She's a, she's a younger younger girl. Yeah, yeah, a much younger girl. To convince her to tell her where the children are, because when when she rings this bell, Lorna goes into like a trance. Mm-hmm. Her eyes start to glow, and she just yes. like does whatever. Yes. And that's when she shows her, and Auntie looks in the basket, but the kids are gone. She only finds the turtles. Mm-hmm. So then she just commands the girl to clean up. Mm-hmm. She's going to bed. Uh, didn't didn't Auntie Whisper say something about like, like uh, I like you know if anyone is found in this house they will be devoured. Or that's something right. Like that. yep. She does say that. Yeah, and, and and this and Auntie Whispers is voiced by Tim Curry, and I think I'm pretty sure this was after he had his stroke. So he, I don't, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't really think he sounded like Tim Curry, at first. You know? No, I didn't either. I agree with that. Yeah. So then she goes upstairs, and Lorna tells the boys to come on out. And she says that Auntie has an illness, and that's why there's she's so hard on her because mm-hmm. they keep saying she's too hard on you. She's too hard on you. But Auntie Whispers said something about like I keep you busy to keep the evil spirit from you or something yeah. like that. And then Work tells her that. That he'll help her. They'll help her get this work done fast. Mm-hmm. And then she can run away with them. Mm-hmm. Which I think is funny. I'm like, if you're going to run away with them, why do the work? Yeah, just why leave? do you, Just screw it. Just leave. <laughs> just yeah. leave. And then as they're doing the work, the frog runs upstairs. So Greg has to chase the frog upstairs. Mm-hmm. And that wakes up Auntie Whispers. Yep. And she tells the children to stay away from Lorna. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah, she's warning them. Yeah, she warns them. She's saying she will devour you. Yeah, and they all run into a closet. And at this point, that's when they realize that uh, Lorna is that people-eating skeleton. When yeah, they see her in when, the darkness. When, when her face pops out of the dark and it, like, morphs into this, like, ghoul. I, I, as a 33-year-old man, I saw that and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm immune. You're, you're I, immune. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't jump one time during It Chapter 2. Yeah, and she's like... She's like hovering and she's like, oh, more bones to sort or something like that. 
So <laughs> they need the bell to put Lauren in a in a trance. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg knows where the bell is. The frog ate the, the frog bell, ate so the he bell. starts mm-hmm. waving the frog back and forth, and it works. <laughs> but, yeah, it catches her in the trance again, and then and work tells tells the spirit to leave her alone and get out of her body, mm-hmm. and it leaves. It, it seems like it works. Yeah. So then Auntie Auntie tells the boys to beware of Adelaide, who we've already seen. Well, yeah, they we've know. already found out. But it we're... turns out it's her sister. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> she yep. can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. So then we get a little shot of the boys sitting alone in the woods. They need a plan to get back home. And and we see that pair of eyes, that B-size, watching them. Mm-hmm. And there he's talking to the woodsman. And the woodsman's tired. He doesn't want to keep trading souls for children, mm-hmm. of these children, I should say. Yeah. He's like, well, if you want to save your daughter, it's got to be this way. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much the end of episode seven. Yep. Which brings us to chapter eight, which is Babes in the Wood. Which at first I had to go back and look up the title. I wrote Babes in Toyland because it has the <laughs> look of Babes in Toyland. <laughs> Yeah, it had that look. Yeah, Babes in Toyland. I've never seen Babes in Toyland. You haven't? No, I've just seen images from it, but I I recognized it. A long time ago. I haven't seen the movie in years. But yeah, I remember that's another one I remember from my childhood. But no, Babes in the Wood, which which this episode opens with Beatrice is still looking for the boys, and they are obviously looking for home, and Wirt is starting to lose hope. He's starting to be like, oh, we're never going to get home. What's the point? They're never going to get home. And they can hear the beast singing. They can hear singing coming from deep in the woods, and it's, and it's that same voice from earlier. So they lay down to take a nap. Well, before that, when they're in the boat getting over to the land, oh, yeah. you see that giant fish, because he was in the beginning. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, you're and right. He's in the fish, boat fish sitting in a boat fishing. Well, it, it, when I wrote the notes at the beginning of seeing him, I was like, is he like fishing for humans like is he reversing it i didn't know what the, if that's what i was hoping that's what it was gonna be <laughs> that would have been funny <clears throat> but yes they reach land take a nap so and greg is ha- suddenly has a dream which this dream looks almost like an out-of-body experience that he is playing up in the clouds with a bunch of cherubs and stuff and oh suddenly goodness. giant floating it yeah the cherubs the yeah. angel heads but giant yeah so weirdness it, this suddenly this episode has a very Max Fleischer feel to it. You know, anyone who who anyone who's played Cuphead, which came out that 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 whole game was a was an homage to Max Fleischer, this old black and white or, or early animation uh, cartoon studio. Some of those were really weird. This whole episode gets to be very nonsensical. Um, Greg accidentally, you know, they're all playing around up in the clouds and having cloud a grand city. old time. Cloud City, yes, Cloud <laughs> City. Having a, not the one from Star Wars, um, or um, the <laughs> not from The Empire Strikes Back, just a different, a different Cloud City. Um, and Greg accidentally releases the old North Wind, which <laughs> yes. this this whole thing has to be a dream. And we find out that it is a dream because we get a shot of them sleeping and Beatrice is looking for them again. It starts to snow. And then we're back in the dream where Greg manages to capture the old North Wind in a bottle. And then we come back to them laying there and suddenly Wirt has all these like vines and stuff growing up around him. And we find out he is starting to turn into an Adelwood tree because he's losing hope. And Greg decides to take his place. The beast is there waiting for Greg. And he's like, follow me, you know, like if you want to save your brother. 
And Wirt, Wirt wakes up and goes off looking for them. And, um, but then while he is looking for them, he falls through the ice and is rescued by Beatrice and the fish from earlier. Yep. <laughs> and that was really all of chapter eight. Not a whole lot going on, but we do have no, some. One thing I found interesting after he captures the North Wind, uh-huh. you have the Queen of the Clouds come down. Oh, and right. It remind right. me of like uh, Glinda. Yeah, wicked, yeah. It looked like, it looked like Glinda you know, from the Good from Witch of, of the North or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that brings us to chapter nine, which kind of throws unknown. us a curve. Yes, it starts off. Wirt is sitting on his bed. He's sad. He's alone in a normal and and in, a nor- in his normal bedroom. Normal bedroom, and like we have seen nothing so far in this show to tell us what time period this is, except you know everything looks pretty old, right? Like almost colonial era. You know, yeah, like he's he doesn't have his hat on. Yeah, doesn't have his hat. He doesn't have his little cape. He's he wearing. Doesn't, he doesn't jeans. have a gnome look. Yeah, he's wearing blue jeans. <laughs> yep. And he pulls out a cassette tape, and it says, For Sarah. Yeah, so a mixtape. Yeah, a mixtape. Mm-hmm. For, for those of you who might be listening to this who don't know what a mixtape is, before we had MP3s and all this stuff, if you liked somebody, you would like make a, a tape of all the the songs that, that you liked or made them, made you think of them or something, and you would give it to that person. It was a mixtape. So you'll be excited. There's a new documentary coming out soon for Love of the Mixtape. Really? It's by one of the co-hosts on Shockwaves. Really? He loves it. He's doing it. He said he's submitting it to festivals now, so hopefully we'll see it soon. That but is yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah, he pulls all the tape out of this mixtape because uh-huh. he gets mad he's even made it. But then he winds it back up. This is where he puts his, his normal clothes on. He cuts like the feathery, or what is it, the... The cap, the cape, yeah. or whatever. Well, he cuts the cape, but also the hat. It's mm-hmm. the white stuff that goes around a normal gnome's hat. Right, right. He cuts Six. that off, mm-hmm. and now he has his normal work look. He goes out. It's Halloween night. It is Halloween night in a normal... Modern town. And what's he doing? Going to the football game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this, and at this point, he's at the football game. This is where Greg comes over from Mrs. Daniel, Old Lady Daniel's yard, mm-hmm. who does not like being called Old Lady. Yeah. And this is where, I don't even think we mentioned this, that Greg also has a pet rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> they, where he, they, they did that in the first episode where he's like, that's a rock fact. And he hold, pulls it, pulls up this rock with a face painted yes. on it. Well, this is where we find there he, where he found his pet right. rock. <laughs> it was from old Lady Daniels. Yeah. And then he's telling, uh, Wirt's telling Greg about what he wants to do with the tape. Mm-hmm. About how he wants to take it to Sarah, but he mm-hmm. can't. And Greg, Greg don't care. Yeah. Greg's taking this tape to Sarah. And he's watching this person in a bee mascot costume dance around, and we can guess that that's Sarah yes. in yes. the suit. Yep. So Greg takes it over to Sarah, and they all think he's cute because he's mm-hmm. a little boy. Mm-hmm. And he gives the tape, and, the, and then the girls start laughing at Wirt because he has a crush on Sarah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, I was like, okay. Yeah. And, it's and, high school. It's yeah. crushes happen. Yeah. I didn't see the point of laughing at it, but okay. Yeah. Then we get shot. We're walking alone, and Greg comes up and he wants him to look at Frog. They want to go searching for Frog. So. Oh, and and I we sh- we should mention this, but oh. the reason that Greg has been wearing a teapot on his head this whole time is because he's supposed to be an elephant. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, so he wants to go look for frogs, but I put uh, oh yeah, and we're, but Wirt's in a panic. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want Sarah to hear this mixtape because he knows he's put some of his poetry on mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and he's worried about. I don't think I have the, what's his name, Jason. Jason Funderburger. Funderburger. F U N D E R B U R K E R. Funderburger. Okay. And this guy's got plans to ask out Sarah, and he pretty much just admits defeat. Like, <laughs> like, 
work just like, oh, there's no way I can compete with Jason Funderburker. Yeah, he had and uh, on the mixtape, poetry and his clarinet playing. I right. I did put that. Mm-hmm. I love that the boys are chasing Sarah. And you get these two boys crossing the road dressed as burglars. Oh, there's a yeah. cop sitting there. He's like, hey, you, what are you doing there? And they stop. He's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then they see when the boys are actually chasing her, he's like, hey, no running in the streets. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's Happy Halloween. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. probably still should. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah, probably should do some actual police work. So they end up chasing Sarah to this party that Wirt said he was never invited to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greg says, I love, I forgot to mention that. When Wirt says he wasn't invited to the party, Greg's like, well, I could probably show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. So Greg goes in anyway. They love him. You know. Wirt goes in after Greg, mm-hmm. runs into Sarah. And you can tell they have a connection. Yeah. You know, they have a connection. And she ends up asking him to go to the graveyard with her because some of her, the friends are going to go to the graveyard. Yeah. It's Halloween. And this is when Jason Funderburger comes up for the first time. I actually see him. Uh-huh. And, and he is not... I'm like, this is who you're intimidated by? Yeah, because he's, 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 he's just this shrimpy little guy, and he's got the most annoying voice. Yeah, and I, I put, think like, I've read... I, I think I heard somewhere that this that this character was, like, based on the on the director or something, based on the creator of the show and his childhood or something. Oh, my goodness. Because he's got this, like, really nasally voice, and he talks like he's making bad jokes. Oh, God. He's he's like, yeah, I I had that same reaction. Like, you're worried about this guy? Really? (laughs) That's that's what I was thinking. Like, the way you were thinking, and then they see him at the football game, you're thinking it's going to be, like, one of the quarterback or something. Yeah, like some jock or something. (laughs) But no. So then they end up following them to the graveyard. And... Well, I guess just Jason touches Sarah's hand and Wirt sees it. Yeah. He doesn't see her reject him. Yeah, because eventually Sarah's like, you can let go of my hand now. Yeah, but Wirt gets mad and Mm -hmm. has Greg make a scene in front of the group. Go up there and do your thing. And the cop shows up and tells them they're all under arrest. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else in between there? Um, well, the, well, the cop wasn't, I don't think they were trying to arrest him. They were just like, hey. Well, they said you're all under arrest, and then he did the, just kidding. Oh, Happy just Halloween. kidding, it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, he did say you're under arrest, but yes. Yeah, and th- But then they all bolt. They all yes, run. No, they bolt. Wirt and Greg's particularly climb up this wall, mm-hmm. and they're watching, and they see that Sarah has the tape. Yeah, Sarah has found the tape. Yes, because I think. They put I think it, Greg put it in her yeah, jacket. Yeah, Greg put it in her jacket That's pocket. That's yeah. right. And at this point, Wirt almost like pulls his face off. Yeah, he's like, like he starts digging yeah. his fingernails into his face yeah. when he's seeing this yeah. freaking out. They jump down, and earlier in the episode, Wirt was blaming Greg for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's his fault. Mm-hmm. So we're back to this. He's still blaming him on this. Yeah, they're walking down some train tracks, and a train oh, yeah. starts train coming. Tracks. <laughs> train tracks again. Train! It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> they have to jump out of the way, and they fall into a. Some water, big lake or something. Oh, like a pond, I think. Is it a pond? Mm-hmm. And then Wirt wakes back up with a family of bluebirds. A family? Yeah, wakes up in a tree surrounded by talking birds. Yes. And it's not Beatrice, but it's her family. Beatrice's and she, family. she's dropped mm-hmm. him off with her family. She's not ready to talk to them yet. Yeah. Because she knows she's the reason that they're the bluebirds. Mm-hmm. So you got Wirt and the frog. They're both there. Wirt knows he needs to go find Greg. Mm-hmm. And he, it finally dawns on him that maybe he wasn't being a good brother yeah. all the times he blamed Greg. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of the that episode. We go into the... Brings us to the finale of chapter 10. And the last the, one was Into the Unknown. And, and this, this one, one is The Unknown. 
Because remember in the very first episode, the woodsman was like, Welcome to the unknown, boys. So Beatrice is still looking for them. And she sees Greg talking to the beast. Which does not... And it's all of a sudden well. a snowstorm. Yeah, suddenly she, it's suddenly it's snowing. It's yeah. it's like snowing very badly. Yes. Um, she sees Greg talking to the beast, and then manages later to find Wirt. She's Wirt is walking along, and Beatrice flies directly into their face, into his face. Um, they both go off to find Greg. The woodsman is looking for more wood to make oil out of, and he hears the boys, uh, the beast singing. But do you have what Greg brought the beast? Yeah, he, he what did he bring him? Um, he brought him a spool of thread, mm-hmm. which is actually just a spider on a stick. Right. And a golden comb, which is a honeycomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then the beast gives him a teacup and says, now I want you to put the sun in this cup. <laughs> and then Greg just puts the cup on a tree stump and says, I'll wait for it to go down. Yeah, yeah, you can see like, yeah, in a minute the sun will be right inside. And then the beast was like, oh. That, I that knew one. you'd find a way. <laughs> He's like, that one didn't take you long at all. Um, but no, anyways, later the woodsman is, is looking for more wood to make oil out of. He, he is almost out of oil and he hears the beast singing outside and goes out to investigate. And what we see is that Greg is being turned into an Edelwood tree. And this is where the woodsman discovers that he has been grinding up lost souls for years to make this oil to make this oil edelwoods actually grow out of people and he's like no i don't want to do this anymore i wouldn't have been doing it all this time if i knew this was what was was what i was doing so he attacks the beast yeah he tries to chop tries him. to chop the beast with a with a with a with the axe um wirt and and beatrice show up to find greg and then <laughs> i love this part because greg's spitting out leaves and they're like no, the tree's growing out of him. And he's like, no, no I just ate leaves. I was just eating leaves. <laughs> That's right. Um, so the beast and the woodsman show up again. Looks like the, woodman's, the woodsman did not win this fight because he's kind of like beat up. And the beast really wants this lantern. And he offers Greg, or he offers Wirt to put Greg's spirit in the lantern yep. if Wirt will take up the task of the lantern bearer. But then we suddenly discover, or Wirt suddenly figures out that I think that the beast's soul is inside this lantern. Yep. Wirt threatens to blow out the lantern, and the beast immediately backs down. Yeah, he freaks. Yeah, he freaks you out. Can the, tell he's pan- he goes in a little bit of panic mode when, that, uh-huh, when he says uh-huh. that. And now the woodsman is really distraught to find out that his daughter's spirit was never in the lantern to begin with. But when he finds that out, he gives the lantern immediately back to the woodsman. He's like, you know what? This is your problem. You've been dealing with this. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Guess and now, so. I had to pause the uh, pause the the show at this point because we get a very brief glimpse of what the beast actually looks like because the woodsman turns the lantern on him, and his like it's like his skin is made of these Edelwood trees because he's got like a face, but there are all these little faces inside his skin and all this shit. He is really creepy. And the beast is like, no, no, woodsman, don't you do it, don't you do it. And the, the woodsman's just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> he just yep. blows the lantern out, yep. and the beast is gone. Everything goes dark. And then we hear Beatrice and Wirt saying, good, saying their goodbyes. Yeah, Beatrice ready to go back home mm-hmm. to her family. And then suddenly Wirt, Greg, and the frog are in the water again. Oh, and uh, Wirt had kept those bird scissors. Or, oh, oh yeah. right, right. He gave, so he he gave, gave the back scissors to back Beatrice, to Beatrice. Yeah, You're so right. So she could save her family, yes. But yes, then they're back in the water. 
unconscious. All three of them unconscious. Wirt comes to and swims to the surface with Greg and the frog. So this is the point where we realize that this entire series has been some kind of near-death experience. Yep. The boys end up in the hospital, and Sarah is there. She still has the tape word work made for her, but this is so funny because I guess this must be modern times because, yeah, because, because she's like, I don't have anything to play tapes on. And and Ward says, you can list, we can listen to it together, yeah. but maybe not that tape. Yeah, maybe not that tape. <laughs> but then we start seeing more of... Like from the beginning. Yeah, like from the beginning. We see the woodsman, the woodsman and his daughter. She's, I guess she's, suddenly she's still alive. I don't know how this happened, but he's sitting on the porch looking very, very sad. But then like the door opens and there she is. Yep. We see Lorna and Auntie Whispers again. We see the fish and it looks like he's catching a turtle. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, the turtle's there. The turtle's again. Yes. Uh, we see the one of the frogs that's yep. kind of waking up in the mud. Yep. Uh, we see Marguerite looking at a portrait of Quincy. With the horse. With the horse. <laughs> and more of the wooden figures with Wirt and Greg being Matt added Matt. to the group from earlier. Uh, Jimmy Brown and the teacher are at the circus with the animal students. And the group from Pottsfield. And we see and, that. And, 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 and I love this one because remember in the beginning the cat was riding on the pumpkin. Riding on the pumpkin. And that wasn't ever in the thing. Mm-hmm. But here the cat pops up in the pumpkin's head. Out of Enoch's out of, head. Out of Enoch's out head. Of Enoch's yeah, head. Out so of I am I expected to believe that cat had that super deep voice. <laughs> uh, but then we see human Beatrice and her dog, the same dog from the very first episode. The same girl. That same was girl. Her. Yeah, that was her. That was what happened. That was, was that her. bird her flew fi- off yeah. and distracted her dog and that must be why she threw the rock at it. Well yeah, or no she-, she threw the rock at it. That's why it flew off mm-hmm. and distracted the dog. Yeah. That's what happened. Yes. So, human Beatrice and the dog from earlier, her family is all human again. Oh, and while while they were with the family of birds, mm-hmm. the mama bird kept saying, eat your dirt, yeah, eat, eat your, your dirt. dirt. Yeah, eat your dirt, yeah. Yeah, so the word was like, would you like some dirt? And he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So now they're, they're human. She still, call, when she calls for dinner, she's like, eat your dirt. Yeah. It's not dirt, mom. He's like, stop calling it dirt, mom. <laughs> so that is the end of Over the Garden Wall. And there, it, it, there is so much that you can unpack from this show. It's really incredible. And especially, like you said, like we've said before, it, it benefits from multiple viewings so well. Um, I saw a brilliant video on YouTube by a guy, a guy named, by the name of Trey the Explainer. And his video draws some very convincing parallels between Over the Garden Wall and Dante's Inferno. Which I find absolutely fascinating. I, I was like, some 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 of the some of the parallels he draws are look look to be a little thin, but then some of them are like spot on. I mean, like the whole thing about needing two pennies for the fairy, you know, for the fairy is like that's always been part of the mythos. Is you know you got to have a be buried with a penny over each eye so you can you know ferry across the river Styx, you know, and and, and each you know there there are nine I think nine levels of hell. In Dante's Inferno? Is it nine? Yeah. Okay. I believe it's nine. And then there were pretty much nine episodes taking place in the unknown. True. So, yeah. I'll send you the link to it. You might you <clears throat> might find that interesting. Yeah, it, it probably will be. Hmm. But that was Over the Garden Wall. Not really a movie, but if you, like I said, if you watch it all at once, binge watch it, I believe it's on Hulu right now, it pretty much is like a movie. And a pretty darn good one, if you ask me. Yeah, it is. 
Like I say, good, especially good gateway horror for younger kids. Yeah, they can handle this. There's nothing super duper scary in it. There's some creepy moments, but nothing really, really scary. So great one to watch with the family if you if you're if you're at, with the family on Halloween night and want something to watch with them. Can't go wrong here. So that is wrapping up episode nine. And week one of and, our season of horror. And week one of our season of horror. That's what we're calling this month. Because it's October, for crying out loud. That means Halloween. So until next time, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, or in this case, I guess, on the always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.